0: that all right quickly this is my Bible I believe what it says I am I can do what it says I can do I am a believer not a doubter a doer not just a hearer today I will learn from God's Word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God all right still talking about the ministry of the holy spirit amen and last week we uh, uh, discovered that the holy spirit is indeed a person and we discovered that he is the most important person in the life of a believer amen and we started a journey uh, to discover the 15 things that the holy spirit will do in the life of a believer amen And we said last week that the Holy Spirit endures us or endures us with power, with ability. Amen. And we discovered also that the Holy Spirit is our helper and our comforter. In other words, he's not the one condemning you. The Holy Spirit comes to comfort you. Amen. We discovered this last week. You know, I remember um, when I was in uh, uh, college back in the days i would uh, make a decision that i want to get rid of all my worldly music amen (laughs) and then the one time man we had a bonfire with the youth and we went in there and we burnt all our music and so on and so forth and then two weeks later i was out looking for the same music because i was doing it in my own strength and then every time i'd listen to a track or something I would feel condemned on the inside, like, you you silly thing, you ugly thing, you just made a decision last week that you uh, are not going to listen to this music. Look at you, you are so worthless. And man, this voice, I went to church and they told me uh, he was the Holy Spirit, it was the Holy Spirit, uh, until I read this scripture that the Holy Spirit is not the one tormenting you, he is not the one condemning you, in fact, he's the one who comes to comfort you amen so whenever you have a feeling a voice on the inside of you that tells you how worthless you are that's not god it's not the holy spirit amen number three we learned that the holy spirit intercedes on our behalf or with us amen this was in romans 8 verse 26 number four we learned that the holy spirit he baptizes us with the evidence of speaking in tongues and last week we stopped because of time we couldn't touch on some of the benefits of praying in tongues and if you are taking down notes number one jude 1 20 says uh, when you pray in tongues you build yourself up in the most holy faith amen so praying in tongues is as a man who goes to the gym and they're building their muscle their strength amen when you pray in tongues you are building yourself up watch this in the most holy faith This is exciting. This means you already have enough ammunition to counter a blue Monday. Just pray in tongues. Hallelujah! Uh, 1 Corinthians 14.4 says it edifies or in other words, it promotes spiritual growth and a life of victory. You know, we put out our messages on Facebook and all the other social media platforms. And everyone who's challenged me concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in the life of a believer today, everyone who's challenged me concerning the the, 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 the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, have nothing in their life to show that what they are saying can produce victory. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Go and look at it. Everyone who challenges the gifts of the Holy Spirit is probably sick and broke. And you're challenging the very thing that could help you out of your situation. Amen. Someone shout, the Holy Spirit is real, the Holy Spirit is real. and is real today, and real today for you and me. You and me. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter number 1 from verse 6 to 7 tells us that the uh, praying in tongues helps you to live a stirred up life amen and all of us need to live a life that's stirred up growing up uh, uh, we used to make lemonade our own lemonade, because we couldn't afford lemonade so every time we we had a huge uh, lemon tree outside the house and we would always you know go and get a few lemons slice it up and put some of that juice in a cup and then put about six uh, tablespoons of sugar <laughs> and pour some cold water, amen. And then you'd stir that thing up for as long as you can. And then every time you, sto- you stop stirring it, all of the sugar would sink to the bottom. <laughs> and that's what happens to the life of a believer who does not live stirred up. Tell your neighbor if you don't live your life stirred up, you will sink to the bottom amen so we need to uh uh, the the uh, david encouraged himself in the lord the bible says or he stirred himself up and one of the ways you can stir yourself up is to pray in the holy ghost pray in tongues when you feel discouraged in your car instead of complaining instead of picking up the phone so you can call someone who help you complain just begin to pray in the holy spirit just begin to stir yourself up pray in tongues amen it works it releases a supernatural energy that will get you to do what god has called you to do now today as we continue uh number five if writing down notes the holy spirit convicts us he convicts us we said he does not condemn but he convicts now this has to be explained let's go to john chapter number 16 from verse 8 to 11 in the new king james john 16 verse 8 to 11. If you have it you can say I have it John 16 verse 8 to 11 thank you Jesus are we good are we winning John 16 8 to 11 watch what it says and he says when he has come talking about the Holy Spirit he will convict the world of sin singular did you see that he didn't say you will convict the world of sins plural and of righteousness and of judgment next verse of sin singular again he, he makes a commentary of what he just said he says You will convict you of sin because they do not believe in me the only sin That will send people to hell is the sin of rejecting jesus christ to be your lord and personal savior it's the only sin amen because jesus paid for all sins acts of sin past tense present tense and future he's taken care of all sins but the only sin that the holy spirit convicts the world of is the sin of not believing in jesus christ amen Amen. where i grew up and i have to make this point because where i grew up people used to say you know whenever you have that bad that that voice that talks negatively on the inside of it's the holy spirit convicting you in fact people say things like you know the holy spirit was on my case he wouldn't let me go in fact the one time we went on a 40-day fast this was crazy went on a 40-day fast as the youth and then we took to the streets praying and we would get to a a street and would pray holy ghost we, we will loose you now to go and torment these people. Cause them not to sleep until they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That was a dumb prayer. Amen? <laughs> you know why? Because the only sin the Holy Spirit will convict the world of is the sin of accept of rejecting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Next verse of righteousness because i go to my father and you see me no more so he convicts you to know that your righteousness is not based on your individual acts it is based on what jesus accomplished on the cross next verse of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged did you see that god does not judge people In this dispensation, your judgment has fallen on Jesus Christ. So when you mess up and something bad happens, it is not, someone shout, it is not God judging me. (laughs) What you have is just the devil taking advantage of a door that you just left open. It's not God judging you. In this dispensation of grace, there is coming a time when God will judge. Even when that time comes, God is not even gonna be judging people of their individual sins. The judgment has fallen on the devil. Did you know that hell was never meant for people? It's people that have made themselves qualify for hell because they submit to the devil. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Let's go now. So, so, so the Holy Spirit convicts of that sin. He is not the spirit of hound. Amen. <laughs> we used to say, hound them, Lord. Uh, uh, number six, if you're taking down notes, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Next verse. Verse 12 and go to verse 13 yes go back to verse 12 we're going to read i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now now this is powerful (laughs) jesus was saying hey listen you know the bible says in romans 8 again it says that the things of god cannot be received by a carnal mind you cannot figure out the word of god the only way to receive and understand the things of god is by the spirit Because the word of God is heart to heart. It is spirit to spirit. This is why Jesus was saying, Listen, I have so many things to tell you, but this is not the right moment. Because you are not going to embrace them. You are not going to understand them. But, next verse. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Now this is awesome. This is awesome. This is this will just blow your mind. Amen if you understood what exactly he's saying. He's saying the Holy Spirit is number 1, the spirit of truth. Yeah. What that means is the Holy Spirit will never 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 say anything that contradicts the word of God. Yeah. Amen. You know i like jazz music and one of the, my favorite bands is snarky puppy now snarky puppy is about uh, 40 band member uh, 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 they have 40 band members in the team and they usually play about 20 of them they have about four dramas <laughs> and they have about five keyboard players now what's interesting about snarky puppy is that the foundation of their music is only made out of five people you know the bass the rhythm guitar, the keyboard, the, 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 the drum, and the uh, lead guitar. And everyone else, when they come on top, they're not coming to play something else different. They're just coming to harmonize with a foundation that has been set by these five. And that's what the Holy Spirit comes. He's not coming to bring you anything new. He's just coming to give you the finer details that you won't find in Scripture. For example, we were praying for a job for one brother in our life group and he got three uh, uh, opportunities. He got three offers. Now, how do you determine which one came from God and which one is in the perfect will of God? Oh, Pastor T, that's easy. The one that's paying much. It's not that easy. Amen. <laughs> the way you decide, the way you determine Is by listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit Who is the Spirit of all truth Man, someone shout the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, intelligent. is intelligent No, scrap that Let's try again Someone shout the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, real is real smart No, scrap that Let's try again Someone shout the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit Knows all things that's more like it Amen. the holy spirit is not intelligent according to a humanistic measurement of intelligence yeah. Amen. you know i used to think the holy spirit is real smart no he goes beyond that he just knows all things yeah. Yeah. he is what we call omniscient or omniscience he just knows he can't help it but he just knows all things he knows what's best for you <laughs> yeah. man he knows all things Amen. He knows the the right mate for you. In fact, I told you last week that about 90 to 95% of the people uh, that have divorced uh, confessed to knowing while they were standing uh, or walking down the aisle that they were marrying the wrong person. Because the Holy Spirit told them. Because He knows all things. But what's so exciting about the Holy Spirit is that He's a gentleman. He's not going to force it on you. Amen. He wants you to work with Him. Hallelujah. So he is the spirit of truth. He knows everything. Man, this could change the way you operate in the marketplace. Can you imagine going in knowing which stock is going to go up and which stock is going to go down? And guess what? All of this is available. It's at your disposal. All you have to do is to tap into it. You know, I was uh, uh, talking to one uh, guy who doesn't believe in speaking in tongues. And he was saying, you know, the problem I have with you Pentecostal people is that you think you can just do whatever you want with the Holy Ghost. You think you can just pray in tongues when you want to and, and and switch him on and then switch him off and so on and so forth. And I told him, I said, man, the Bible says out of you shall rivers flow welling up to eternal life. You know what that means? That means the Holy Spirit in you is a is, is a fountain. He's always flowing. So, so you are not turning on the holy spirit and turning him off you are turning you on and you off the holy spirit is always on he's always available so when we say let's pray in tongues we're not saying turn him on he's already praying in tongues you are just tapping into the floor and for those of you health freaks notice he didn't say out of your six pegs shall flow rivers Says out of your belly, amen. <laughs> Watch what it says. He, the Spirit of Truth, has come. He will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is a guide. He's a guide. What that means is that he does not do everything for you. He just guides you, and you do it. Amen. And uh, if you look in the Webster-Miriam dictionary. It says, uh, uh, this is how they define a guide. One that leads or directs another's way. So the Holy Spirit, He he can be your guide in your life if you let Him. He will lead and direct your way. In fact, the Bible says in Psalms 37 verse 23, The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. God never created us to direct our own steps. The Bible says in Jeremiah 10, I believe 23, it says that uh, uh, man was never created to direct his own steps. Man was created to submit to the voice of the Holy Spirit and follow his guide. And what's so exciting about the guidance of the Holy Spirit is he works like a GPS. You know your GPS uh, system in your car? If you miss a turn, he's not going to get frustrated with you. You just recalculate and start working from where you are so you can get to your destiny. He does not give up on you. Amen. 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 Man, people say all kinds of stuff about the Holy Spirit. Oh, keep quiet because the Holy Spirit will get angry. You, you'll be agitated. Or the, the the Pentecostal term they use is you will be uh, grieved, grieve the Spirit. The only way to give the, grieve the Spirit is not to make noise. The only way to grieve the Spirit is not to pay attention to Him. When you pay attention to the holy spirit you will not be grieved you'll begin to pour more into your life amen i said amen Uh, the other uh, definition is that a person who exhibits or explains points of interest man this is awesome for some of you in the marketplace imagine going with the holy spirit and he's explaining every point of interest concerning your business While you're busy minding your own business and you're just paying attention to the... He says, wait, you need to pay attention to this, because this is going to be very important in ten years' time. And then you invest in that, and boom, things change. But if you don't pay... See, sometimes we get too busy. Notice the children of Israel were quiet for seven days, and they only shouted for one. They were listening. They were silent. They were listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I've shared this story before. There was a gentleman called George Washington Carver who liberated the economy of the South in the U.S. And what he would do is he would go into a room with a blank piece of paper and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he came up with about 300 products from a peanut. And here we are calling our salaries peanuts. Do you know how much God can do with a peanut? 300 products. What else? Uh, a guide is someone that provides a person with guiding information. Number four, a person who directs another's conduct or course of life. Let's go now to First Corinthians chapter number two from verse nine. First Corinthians chapter number two from verse nine. Thank you, Jesus. Someone shouts, "The Holy Spirit." is my guide someone shout from today onwards i will pay attention to the voice of the holy spirit someone shout all my steps are to be ordered by the voice of the holy spirit amen let's go back to verse uh okay let's read verse 9. Watch what it says. It says, but as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Did you see that? And this is a quotation. uh, It's an Old Testament quotation that the Apostle Paul is reading. And he says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men and a lot of people unfortunately stop reading with verse 9 he's trying to make a point next verse but did you see that (laughs) the word but is a conjunction that contrasts what has just been said with what's about to be said. So if I came to you and I said, uh, uh, "Brother Tinashe, uh, I want uh, uh, c- can you please, uh, you know, lend me some money, uh, two hundred thousand rand." Hallelujah. Yeah. And then Brother Tinashe says, "Hey, I've just had a million uh, 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 rand transfer hit my account this morning." Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> and Pastor T, business is booming. And man we are excited about the future how many of you know that the moment he says but <laughs> i am not getting the money uh, hey, amen some of you young people might understand this you go to a young girl you say hey man i like you i want to go on dates and so on and so on. man i like you i think you're a nice guy and you are handsome you're kind and so on, and so on. but <laughs> i like you as a friend you remember that <laughs> But I like you as a friend. <laughs> so the word but, it contrasts what has just been said. And that is what the man is doing. He's saying, okay, in the Old Testament, no eye saw. It didn't enter into the hearts of men. The things that God had in store for you. But in this dispensation, it has been revealed to them, but God has revealed them to us. Through His Spirit. Right. So the Spirit of God is a revealer of things. That the Old Testament people could not see. Yeah. What they could not see. What they could not hear. What they could not perceive. We can perceive. Yeah. You know why? Because we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. But the Spirit. maketh a thing to say, The Spirit reveals all things to us for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god next verse for what a man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him even so no one knows the things of god except by the spirit of god this explains people that are trying to figure god out this explains theologians that are trying to study the word outside of the inspiration of the holy spirit you will never understand it that is why they come up with all kinds of ridiculous explanations to the bible you know why because they are not being inspired by the holy spirit to understand the holy written word The only way to understand the Word of God is to submit to the Spirit of God and let Him explain the Word to you. See, the Word makes a lot of sense when you are reading it inspired by the Holy Spirit. But I'll tell you this, the Word will never make sense to you when you are reading it inspired by your own carnality. In fact, the Bible says, all carnality is an enmity with God. In fact, he says a carnal man cannot, cannot. He didn't say it's a hard thing for him to. He says he cannot, he cannot receive the things of God for the things of God are spiritually discerned. The only way to understand the word of God is by submitting to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And as you submit to the voice of the Holy Spirit, watch this: tithing will start to make sense. See, when you're a carnal man, tithing—Are you crazy? How is that going to bring me increase to take away 10% of what I've my hard earned money <laughs> and give it to God? How does that make sense to you that I'm taking part of what I've worked so hard for and give it to God? How is that going to make me prosperous? I'm actually losing. My income statement will look less. <laughs> the balance will be reduced when I do that. But when you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, it makes sense. Amen. When you're reading about, you know, believers shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover, it does not make sense to a carnal man. How does that? How does that work? In fact, we, uh, my wife and I went uh, to pray for uh, this couple uh, uh, a few years back. Uh, they couldn't have children. They had been trying for about six years, couldn't have children. We went there. Uh, to pray for them. And listen, the Holy Spirit is always available to every believer who will submit to him. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit cares for people. And he will use any... Man, if God has to use a donkey to minister to people, he will do it. Uh See, because what's important to God is the people. See, in the church we've made it seem like God looks at your name and your name has to say, Wigglesworth. (laughs) And then you say, yeah, that's synonymous with miracles. (laughs) Give him the anointing. Amen. It has to say, Andrew Womack. Then give him the anointing, That that's a nice name. No, God is not like that. God is looking at the people, he's looking at the need, and he will minister to the need through anyone who will make themselves available. Amen. So we were ministering to uh, this couple, we prayed for them, and I got a word of knowledge for them. I told them, listen, God is going to bless you with a child. And they said, really? Because the wife had a weak womb. I don't know what they call it, uh, medically so she couldn't hold a baby and I told them you better start searching for uh, names because God is going to give you a boy how did I know that the Holy Spirit knows all things so he told me and I just told them and guess what in about 10 months time they had a baby boy and they named him Joshua how did I know that God was going to bless them with the, with a son I didn't know it but guess what <laughs> the Holy Spirit knows And guess what? The Holy Spirit is in me. And guess what else? The Holy Spirit whispered it to me, just like He can whisper it to you. Tell your neighbor, ask your neighbor, do you have time to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Because that's going to be very important. Especially for those of us in business. It's going to be vitally, vitally, vitally important for you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Those of you who are looking for a mate, it's going to be (laughs) astronomically important for you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. It's going to be very important for you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Next verse. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God, that we might know the things that have been what? I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. (laughs) See, when you start submitting to the Holy Spirit, you just start picking up spoils. Every Old Testament uh, uh, prophet, every Old Testament king that submitted to the voice of the Holy Spirit didn't have to fight any battle. Because the Holy Spirit would tell you something like this, put the choir in the front of the army. And just sing, uh, the Lord is good and His mercies endure forever. Amen. Really? <laughs> and as you do that, God will remind you along the way that the battle isn't even yours. <laughs> it's mine. And then He'll fight it for you. And when you get there, you just pick up spoils. Man, the Holy Spirit will make you look good. When you submit to the Holy Spirit, people will come to you and they say, Man, How did you think of this? Well, I didn't even think of it. The Holy Spirit told me. That's what Yogi Cho, the man with the biggest church in the world, that's what he said. You know, a group of pastors went to meet with him to find out what was the recipe to his success. So they were there and they were asking questions. You know, Yogi Cho, what's the recipe to your success? Because he has a church uh, that is a, an island of their own. They have about 500,000 members in South Korea. So you know, pastors want to know what's your what's your recipe to success. The man just (laughs) laughed. I just sit, listen to God, and do. And the pastors were like, "Really? There must be something." No, you. And he said, "That's all I do. (laughs) I sit, listen to God, and do it." Man, when you listen to God, there are things that are freely given to you watch this it's available for every believer but it is not automatic you're gonna to have to start exercising the Bible says in uh, Hebrews 5 14 uh, for strong meat belongs to those who by reason of exercising know or can determine good from evil so we have to exercise hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and in Bible school we are taught that sometimes you make a mistake but guess what at least you're exercising instead of just sitting in fact I have one uh, friend of mine he's just so enthusiastic about operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit to the point of embarrassment <laughs> you know every time we go eat somewhere or something he just wants to prophesy to everyone to the waitresses to the waiters he says yeah you I sense in the Holy Ghost that you know you and the waiter is like no that's not what's going on and he says oh I'm just practicing and, and i admire that i admire that you know why because <laughs> everyone else is practicing yeah. did you know that doctors are practicing they're called medical practices they are practicing on you <laughs> did you know that lawyer, pra- lawyers are practicing yeah. <laughs> they are practicing on you so the church might as well practice on people yeah. amen so in other words if you pray for people you have a long uh, uh a queue of sick people pray for them if someone dies don't stop practicing next keep practicing amen just just keep letting the voice of the holy spirit speak to you and as you do that the bible says you will grow your muscles. You'll become sensitive and more sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That was number seven. 2 Kings chapter number six from verse eight to 22 as we close. Second Kings chapter number six from verse eight to 22. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Kings 6, from 8 to 22. So when the Syrian armies, and, and and guys, I want you to know that this is available for you. Amen. If you are a believer, this is available for you. When the Syrian armies came down to him, Elisha prayed to God and said, uh, did I say 8? I said 8. That's 18. Let's go to 8. 8, 8. 8 to 22 now the king of Syria was making war against Israel and he consulted with his servants saying my camp will be in such and such a place next verse and the man of God someone shout I am am. that man of God or that woman of God depending on who you are you are that man and woman of God put your name in there And And he sent to the king of Israel saying beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there how did he know the holy spirit told him next verse then the king of israel sent someone to the place of which the man of god had told him thus he warned him and he was watchful there not just once or twice therefore the heart of the king of syria was greatly troubled by this thing and he called his servants and said unto them will you not show me which of us is for the king of israel and one of his servants said none my lord o king but Elijah the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak even in your bedroom and he said go and see where he is that I may send and get him and it was told him saying surely he is in Dothan therefore he sent horses and chariots a great army there and they came by night and surrounded the city and when the servant of the men of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He was in panic mode. So he answered, Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Next verse. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Question, was the young man blind? He was just seeing through carnality see when you see and look at life from a carnal perspective you will produce fear and panic but when you look at it from the voice and the enlightenment of the spirit you will see hope you will see victory hallelujah and elisha prayed and said lord i pray you open his eyes that he may see then the Lord opened his, the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold the army was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. Amen. In other words he began to see the resources of heaven that were available at his disposal. And those resources are available for you and me today. They are available for our businesses. They are available for our relationships. All we have to do is change our perspective and start looking at it from the enlightenment of the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen.